As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. The C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. Well, hello there and welcome to the show that brings you the thought and theology of C.S. Lewis as mediated by one of his most notable biographers, Alistair McGrath. I'm your host, Justin Briley, and over the rest of this summer, we're taking a little break from our regular series to bring you some bonus content from Alistair and other thinkers. Today, I have a real treat for you. It's a keynote talk by Alistair from this year's Unbelievable Conference back in May, drawing on C.S. Lewis and scripture to encourage Christians to live out their vocation and make a difference in a confused and divided culture. It was given at Unbelievable, the conference 2022. If you want more from the show and to register there for bonus content, a free ebook and our regular updates, then just go to our website. That's premierunbelievable.com. And if you'd like all the video sessions there from Unbelievable, the conference, God Unmuted, there's loads more great material from Alistair and others, then just click on events and training at the website. And the direct link to purchase the conference download is with today's show too. So here's Alistair live at the British Library in London with his keynote talk, How to Transform Our Culture and Not Be Consumed by It. So how do we engage our culture without being overwhelmed by it. I think the theme of life really is so important. I mean, C.S. Lewis is wonderful for so many things, but he gives us this distinction between two different ways of understanding life. There's kind of biological existence, getting by from one day to another. And then there's life in all its fullness, something that's really worth living for. And that's what the Christian faith is all about. And you and I have this enormous privilege of being able to talk to a culture which does not know this and try and help them to appreciate A, what this is, and B, the difference that it could make. So it's very, very exciting. But the challenge to us, I think, is how we engage this culture, because many of us, I think, feel slightly apprehensive about this. We feel that we'll be overwhelmed by it, that actually, who are we? We we can't do this. It's too big for us. Let somebody else do it. And that's really the kind of theme I want to engage with. If we look at uh, the Sermon on the Mount, we find, you know, believers are the salt of the earth. They are the light of the world. And both those are images of presence. It means you are in there. You're getting noticed. You're standing out. You're forcing people to say, what is this all about? And yet I think many of us find this quite uncomfortable because we feel exposed. I think if we're being very honest, many of us also feel quite inadequate. We're not really up to this. I think it might be good just to, to face up to that one and say some things that might be helpful here. First of all, 
We've been given something to proclaim, which is trustworthy, which is transformative, which is able to change the way people are and really excite them. It's not as if we're sort of a salespeople trying to sell some really rather dodgy product. What we have is the word of life. And we need to be confident in that. And one of the things we need to be able to do is to explain the difference that this makes to us. And that, I think, is a very important point, because each of you here today could tell a story. It might be a story of how you found this and the difference it made to you, or it might be a story of how you already knew about it, but you grew in your faith, and it helped you to make sense of life and the world and gave you a sense of purpose and direction here in life. We need to talk about that. Because for many people in our culture, they do not know what Christianity is. They have these most misshapen and weird ideas about what Christianity is. And you and I are the salt and the light that can maybe help them see they've misread it. That there's something here that really is worth knowing and grasping. And each of us can tell a grace-filled story in which we talk about how we were transformed. And as you tell that story, the person you're talking to may begin to realize this could be them as well. But secondly, not just a great message, but we are not doing this on our own. I think we need to keep reiterating this point. We are talking about our faith. We're talking about the world. And we are not doing it on our own. We're doing it in the presence and power of a living and loving God who is with us, encouraging us, guiding us as we do this. You aren't on your own. You may feel that you are weak. You may feel you're inadequate, but God is with you, guiding you and helping you. And all of us could tell stories about it. Let me tell you one. Um, I was giving a talk once in Oxford and um, it was all about Marxism. We were having a wonderful argument at one of the Oxford colleges. And I got asked a question at the end. And as this guy asked this question, I found myself thinking, I do not know how to answer this. And I said, oh, dear God, help me, <laughs> you know, as you do when you're in these situations. And suddenly, a little, a little phrase from C.S. Lewis came into my mind. I have to tell you, this is very shameful. I, I didn't acknowledge it was C.S. Lewis when, when I answered the question. But anyway, I, I, I gave this audience C.S. Lewis's answer, and, and the guy said, that's really helpful. So A, prayer works, but B, there are lots of people who you can read, who you can talk to, lots of videos you can listen to that will really help you think things through so that you may be able to give answers to those questions. There are answers. Let me reassure you. The difficulty is that very often we don't know what they are. And that's why we need to grow in our faith. We need to learn to love our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. Each of us can do that in different ways, but it really needs to be done because then in you, you and I can be effectively salt and light to our culture. But I think it's the third point where most of us feel apprehensive, and that is ourselves. That actually we feel that this is something that maybe somebody else could do. And I, I feel like that too. And yet I know 
there isn't anybody else who's going to do it. You know, we, we have this wonderful privilege that each of us has been called to talk about the difference that faith makes. We've been called to, in effect, preach this word of life to a culture that's lost its way. And I think we feel a bit overwhelmed by that and feel actually I'm not, I'm not really up to it. But you know, if you look at the history of the Christian church, you will find it is packed full of people who felt, I can't do this. I'm not up to this. Who God resourced, encouraged, inspired, and they did it. And I think each of us may be like that. Don't feel overwhelmed by this. You can make a difference. I think that's a very important point. You are not on your own. You are, to use that wonderful Pauline phrase, it's about earthen vessels, yes, but with a real treasure within it. You have been entrusted with this treasure. Sure, we're not really very good, but it's the treasure that speaks, and we try to help. It's like, um, you know, you're not trying to say, how shall I develop my sales pitch? It's much more, here is something that is intrinsically wonderful. My job is to describe it, to explain the differences made to me and to others and invite others to share and discover that as well. Now, some of you say, well, actually, this is going to involve you know, arguing with people. And I, again, I feel a bit, bit uneasy about that. And again, I know, I know but you can do far more than you think. There's an American sociologist called Elaine Eklund, and she and I hang out together a bit, um, but she's really interested in one question, which is about, about science and faith. And she says, look, as a sociologist, I'm trying to work out what the best way is of persuading culture that science and faith actually aren't incompatible. And she said, look, all our surveys that, that she's been doing show that the best answer to that is not fancy arguments which persuade people that science and faith actually can, can hang out together comfortably and easily. Listen to this very carefully. It's about someone who is a scientist and a Christian and who can talk about this and show that these two can be held together. In other words, it's personal example. And that, she says, is what really persuades people. And I want to say, in this lecture theatre and beyond it, we have lots of people who I think are experts on holding together faith and literature, life, the sciences. And we could go on and on and on, but somewhere I'm going to come to a point on this map, and that's you. And each of you has something that you can say, something that you can talk about, which will help people to realize that actually this is not as simple as they thought. There are other ways ahead. I want to make the point, if I may, that very often we do deal with a, a culture we feel uneasy with by saying, no, no, that's not right. Now, I want to say to you, there are quite a lot of ways of saying no, and some of them are more helpful than others. And what I'd like to encourage you to think about is doing this. When someone says to you, oh, we are just a, a collection of molecules, we mean nothing, you could just say no. But here's what I'm going to suggest you try saying. That's very interesting. Um, here's another way of looking at it. I find this one much more persuasive. Actually, we, we are all very special because we are precious in God's sight and loved by him. Let me tell you why I think that and the difference that it makes. So I don't want you to shut a discussion down. You let the other guys 
say whatever he or she wants to say, then it's your turn. And by listening to them, you've earned the right to be listened to. And you've got to think, how would I talk about the difference that my faith makes to my life, to the way I think, to the way I look at the future, to the way I deal with the uncertainty that we're facing in the world today? And that's a point, I, I, again, I want to emphasize. Be willing to talk about the difference that your faith makes to you. It doesn't need to be some kind of highfalutin argument where you quote Wittgenstein, left, right, and center. It's simply saying, I have found that my faith makes a difference to me in these ways. Give me stability, gives me hope, makes me know I matter. How important is that? It really is. And that is something all of us can talk about in our own ways. But of course, in this session, what we're going to be doing really is looking at a range of areas, the sciences, the arts, a whole series of things, literature, education. And we're going to be talking about different ways in which we can do this. So uh, when the time comes, we'll move on to that. But for the moment, let's just stay with the general principles. And here's what I want to say. If we walk away, we don't get heard. You know, we've got to engage. And you may feel that you're not really up to it. But I have heard so many stories of people whose lives have been transformed by things somebody said to them, which made them rethink. Uh, as you know, I'm a professor of theology at Oxford University, so you expect me to use a technical word. It's all about prevenient grace. But let me just explain that in plain English. It's all about when people look back on the lies. You've come to faith, look back on your life. And there'll be moments when you will say, looking back, I can see that was a moment when somebody said something that nudged me on the way to faith. Or looking back, somebody did something and that made me stop and think and open the doorway to discovering Christ. And the point I want to make is that's what you might be able to do. It doesn't always have to be, here's a wonderful argument for faith, or here's a brilliant presentation of what the meaning of Christ's death and resurrection are. Very often it's something simple, something about, you know, faith gives me hope, or the Lord is my shepherd even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And that makes people think. You don't need to be able to deliver the full payload of the Christian faith, which is wonderfully rich. What you can do is create receptivity for it in people's lives. And each of you will be able to do that in your own way. And that's part of the wonder of the gospel. We're all different and God is able to use us in different ways. What I'm saying to you is we need to kind of give God some breaks here and be willing to engage with people in our culture. It doesn't mean arguments. Very often it's the conversations that plant seeds. And sometimes those seeds take quite a long time to begin to grow. But nevertheless, you plant the seeds and let God take care of the rest of it. There's a lot we can do. So let me just wrap up what I've been saying. It's really very simple. This needs to be done. And by God's grace, all of us can do our own thing because God will help us to do it. There's a lot we can do to help us along by thinking about our faith, by working out what might be helpful to people, by reading people like, well, C.S. Lewis, but you can add many, many others as well. 
And the point is, this will be good for your faith. It will become deeper and richer, but it will help you as you have those conversations with others in our culture, which may just be turning points in their lives. I find that exciting. I know it's challenging, but it's exciting. But hey, that's what Christianity is. It's exciting. And it's our job to convey that excitement to a culture which doesn't really know this, but has got a big surprise waiting, and you and I can help them do that. Thank you so much for listening. That was Alistair McGrath at this year's Unbelievable Conference. And next week on the podcast, we'll hear the panel session that followed this as I sat down with Alistair and several other Christian scientists, thinkers and church leaders to talk about bringing the authentic voice of Jesus into arts, education and culture. Now, if you'd like all of the video sessions from Unbelievable, the conference, God Unmuted, there's loads more great material from Alistair and all the others. Just go to premierunbelievable.com and click on events and training or the direct link to purchase the conference download is with today's show for now thanks for being with us god bless and see you next time <laughs>